الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن اراد الاخره وسعى لها سعيها وهو مؤمن فاولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لم يدع قول الزور والعمل به فليس لله حاجه ان يدع طعامه وشرابه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters students of deen allah taala has showered innumerable favors and bounties upon us we cannot count we cannot enumerate we cannot fulfill the rights of shukr for these countless nemads and what the dictates of these nemads are that too we cannot come anywhere close to fulfilling but allah taala is most appreciative a person does a very little sincerely for allah taala and allah taala opens the doorways for him so this is something that out of his grace and mercy allah taala made such occasions available to us where there is an increased amount of blessings and mercy being showered so that this insan this human being this banda of allah taala the servant of allah taala would come back to allah taala he would make a u turn from the wrong direction that he is going in and come back to allah taala among these very special occasions the highlight of the year is the month of ramadan and the month of ramadan is now barely some days away from us may allah taala keep us healthy and fit and keep us in a situation and in a manner that we are able to take the maximum benefit from the mubarak month allah taala grant us the tawfiq of taking the maximum benefit and make us those kind of servants who when the month of ramadan leaves then they are those who gain the special forgiveness of allah taala and who have truly achieved the object and the purpose of ramadan in order to achieve this object and purpose the first thing is intention the quran sharif allah taala says waman arad al akhirah wa sa'a laha sa'yaha wa huwa mu'min faulaika kana sa'yuhum mashkura waman arad al akhirah the one who intends attaining the bounties of the hereafter the one who intends gaining the reward of the hereafter so his primary object is allah taala his primary object is akhirat his primary object is the rewards and the mercy of allah taala and then allah taala out of his grace then rewards a person with jannat as well so his primary objective is akhirat but this is what he intends it is something that he makes a conscious intention for that this is what i need to have i need to acquire this akhirat so when a person makes an intention and he's genuine he's sincere he's determined that i want to achieve this 
And then together with that, وَسَعَالَهَا سَعْيَهَا He makes the correct effort. He makes the proportionate effort. He makes the suitable effort. One is a half-hearted effort, a half-measured effort. He did something and didn't do something and life is just carrying on. So that's not good enough. But a genuine effort. مَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةِ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا The kind of effort that is necessary. So the minimum effort that is necessary is that a person fulfills all the faraiz properly, fulfills the wajibat and the sunnat muakkada and stays away from haram. This is the minimum effort. A person who cuts below this, then that is gone below the minimal and now such a person is in big danger. But this doesn't mean that we just stick to the bare minimal. In order to able to survive, a person has to eat just very, very minimal. A few handfuls, few morsels at different times of the day, uh, two, three times a day, that would suffice. It keep a person surviving. He drinks a little bit of water and some few morsels of whatever food that he can eat and he'll survive. He may not be very, very energetic, be able to really run very fast or carry very heavy things or anything, but he'll survive. He'll carry on with life. But who wants to just contend themselves with just the very basic dry bread and just some very, very simple curries to go with it, some very basic staple diet. Nobody wants to contend with that. Out of desperation, somebody has to contend with it. That's a different story. But if a person can afford better, then he wants to have better. And we want to have luxury. We want to have comfort. And on top of the comfort, we want more comfort. And the luxury we have, we want to keep upgrading and updating that. And there's no end to it. So when it comes to dunya, it comes to food, it comes to our homes, it comes to our clothing, it comes to other things that we have, everything must be updated and upgraded and carries on and on. When it comes to deen, even the basic and the bare minimal, that too is not in order. So what a tragedy this is. So, the bare minimal nevertheless is that the faraiz, the wajibat, the sunnat muakkada that is all completed properly, and a person is staying away from haram, all sins, sins of the eyes, sins of the ears, sins of the tongue, sins of the hands and feet, sins of the heart, person is staying away from all this haram. When a person is now doing this much, that is the bare minimal achieved, and inshallah, with the grace of Allah Ta'ala, this is accepted, then a person has got the ticket to Jannat directly. With Iman, a person did all this, the person got the ticket to Jannat, inshallah, without any detour. But we know what is the quality of our amal. Can we really claim that the way I have performed my salah is such that it should be given acceptance? Can anyone claim that? Only Allah Ta'ala's mercy that He accepts it. That He removes the responsibility, absolves us of the responsibility that this salah is now performed, it's done. Only Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy. Otherwise, we know what is the quality of our salah. 
We know what is the quality of our ibadat. What claim can we make? So we need to add to this bemanamal. Just as a person has the bem, the food, he doesn't want the bemanamal that. He wants something better. He wants something good. On top of the food, he wants some desserts also. And then he wants some tea and baking and whatever else that goes with it. And on top of all that, he still wants something because he's eaten so much. So now at the end of it all, he wants some digestive mints. Now he overeats, then he needs something to digest that overeating. So one is to live, one is to eat in order to live. That a person needs to eat so that he can live. But many times it is as if a person is living just so that he can eat. He wants to keep living just so that he can eat. Eating has become the primary object of his life. Everything revolves around food. A person, such a person, they say if he goes unconscious, then just bring one some pizza or something by his nose, he'll come alive. He'll come back to consciousness. He won't come alive, meaning person is gone, has passed away, he won't come back alive in dunya. But a person who is now fainted, he's gone completely unconscious, in a coma. But a person who, his life revolves around food. Then you bring some kind of food around and put it close to him, he'll wake up. Now that is not the way that we are to be conducting our lives. That everything revolves around eating and drinking and merrymaking. Jannat is a place where there is no other job. There is no other work. But, Kulu wa tamattau. That eat and enjoy the ni'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala. All the bounties of Jannat. Dunya is a place of moderation in these necessary things and effort for Akhirat. The necessary things we will eat, we will have some sleep, some relaxation, some rest. Whatever the need is, whatever the requirement is, we will fulfill that. But in moderation and the effort for Akhirat. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ The person who makes an intention to attain the Akhirat, and then he makes the proportionate effort. He is making the proportionate effort. Person is working for the exams, learning half the work. So person learned half the work, and now it's not, it's more often than not, that a person will get less than the full marks. The person only learned half, so he'll get less than half the marks, because when he, by the time he writes, he'll make some mistake somewhere, something he forgot last minute. So if he learned half the work only, so now he's standing to get 50%. But now by the time he writes the paper, that 50%, he'll score 40%, 30%. So what will be the end result? The end result will be he failed. But can anybody deny that he made effort? He made effort, but he made half effort. That was not good enough. If he made full effort, he would have passed. So likewise, we, alhamdulillah, do make effort. That's also Allah's grace. But is it sufficient? Is it adequate? Is it good enough? Is it something that will be able to acquire what we are trying to acquire? So if we genuinely are trying to aspire for the akhirat, then we have to make the effort accordingly. And then he makes the appropriate effort. And obviously, the precondition in all this is Iman. And he has Iman. Then for Ulaika Kana Sa'yuhum Mashkura, 
They need other people whose efforts will be greatly appreciated by Allah Ta'ala. They'll be given the full reward of this on the day of Qiyamah. So, this is the thing that needs to be uh, understood at all times. This is what needs to be kept in mind. And what we need to do is that we need to make that proportionate effort in the way that brings us closer to Allah Ta'ala. So the month of Ramadan now, what is our intention? Is our intention that fine, well, I will fast, so that's done. And, uh, well, Tarawih Salah, fine, i got to make it now, it's a little bit hard, but fine, we'll make the Tarawih Salah. And, well, some Tilawat we'll make. And that is where it stops. Then we have not made the full intentions. And when the person hasn't made a full intention then the effort is something even further away. If a person doesn't make the intention, then the effort is something even further away. So the first step is the correct intention and the proper intention. So what is the intention for the month of Ramadan? The first thing is the intention of taqwa. The intention to acquire the wealth of taqwa. This is what Allah Ta'ala has given us this Mubarak month for. When a person is aspiring, trying, making an effort to acquire taqwa, then all the things that are necessary already come in it, automatically. A person trying to acquire taqwa, but doesn't perform salah, that doesn't fit in. A person trying to become muttaqi, to acquire taqwa, will perform his salah five times a day. A person trying to acquire taqwa, and making ghibat, that is now not going to work. Because what you're trying to achieve, you're doing the opposite. Somebody trying to acquire taqwa, but is looking at some haram, is chatting to some non-mahrams, is looking at some magazines, etc., whatever, some all kinds of haram pictures in there. So all these things, this is something which will not be able to make it conducive for a person to be able to achieve what he's trying to achieve in terms of taqwa. So the taqwa that we are trying to achieve, this is something we have to be very conscious about of how to go about achieving this taqwa. What is going to be the procedure? The procedure is going to be that we are going to have to make an effort to do all the things that we are supposed to do and make a complete effort to stop all the things that are wrong and stay far away from it. To completely guard our tongue from any wrong talk, any ghibat, any kind of gossip, any kind of slander, evil talk, vulgar talk, any wrong thing, anything that is going to displease Allah Ta'ala, we keep our tongue in complete check. Unfortunately, because this is such a ongoing thing in our lives that we can't stop talking, we just talk and talk and talk, and sometimes the tongue also might be asking for mercy, that please, now hold on, now I'm tired, you're not tired, but I'm tired, but we just still go on. That tongue must just keep wagging. And this is not a healthy thing. This is a very unhealthy thing. If a person has this habit that they cannot keep quiet for even short periods of time, they are just itching to be talking. And now, unfortunately, the other part of it then, if a person is quiet, so not talking, so why are they not talking? Because they are very busy chatting. Now, talking and chatting, at one point in time, that was almost the same thing, 
But now chatting is a different context. Chatting through the social media, etc. Now, this is all a very harmful thing. Certain periods of time should be such that there is complete silence also. And not just silence with the heart and mind in something negative, some evil, etc. No. Silence with reflection and with the heart and mind focused towards Allah Ta'ala. Then we will see a different benefit being acquired. So this is the thing that now we need to focus on. That during the month of Ramadan especially, even from now we hardly have any time left. We start controlling the tongue. And often sometimes nafs will incite us, well, no, this is a permissible thing to speak about, nothing wrong about this. So we'll start off on that note, and then it starts slipping into talking some wrong or the other, starts inevitably falling into ghibat, making ghibat of this person and that person and that person, and our elders and our seniors and our juniors and anybody. Because when it starts, then it just keeps running in different directions. And what is the end result of it? That that fast that was supposed to enable us to acquire the wealth of taqwa, we have destroyed that fast. Nabi Islam says, Mallam yada' qawla zuri wal amala bih. Falaysa lillahi hajatun ayyada'a ta'amahu wa sharaba. That the person who doesn't give up false talk and false actions, meaning wrong talk, wrong actions, the person doesn't give up sin, speaking haram things, doing haram things, then Allah Ta'ala has no need for such a person to give up his food and drink. Now this doesn't mean that he's not going to remain farz on the person. He'll still be farz and if he doesn't keep it, he'll be doing a major, committing a major sin and he'll be inviting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. But what is being said is that Allah Ta'ala doesn't benefit from our fasting. We are to benefit. Benefit is for us. But it's like a person who is cooking some food, but in that food he's also adding some poison. He's taking all the effort to cook the food, etc. But he's also putting some poison in it, so it's going to totally destroy the benefit of that food. So likewise, the fasts are meant to give a certain benefit, a certain effect. And by adding rebirth into that pot, by adding haram talk into that pot, by adding all other evil talk and vulgar talk and whatever else, that is now totally destroying the benefit of that fast. So Nabi Islam is saying that the one who doesn't give up evil talk, wrong talk and wrong actions, Allah Ta'ala has no need for him to give up his food and drink, meaning Allah Ta'ala doesn't benefit out of this. The benefit was yours. You destroyed it. And you did harm to yourself. Allah Ta'ala is not harmed in any way. So this is a very foolish thing that a person undertakes all the effort, all the time, and does so much and gets nothing. Why? Because of destroying it with one's own actions. So now this month of Ramadan, to have complete consciousness of this, and to make every effort to control the tongue, avoid idle, just chatting away and talking away, we do enough of that before Ramadan, after Ramadan, in Ramadan at least, let us bring this to a minimal. Yes, it's not being told that we should now remain very, very tight-lipped and like we have now make, taken a qasam that we're not going to talk to anyone. No, that should not be the case. We are 
normal, jovial, happy also, but we minimize the talking to what is necessary talk and a little bit of obviously now you're sitting and eating, now the person now is eating with his family, but now he's in deep muraqaba. Now he's gone in another world. So now if he's in another world in his thoughts, maybe somebody at the Dasar Khan will say that you should rather eat also in the other world. Now you don't want to be here in this world while eating, in your thoughts and in your discussion or anything, you're just totally in another world, then you might as well eat also in the other world. What you'll get there maybe you'll be far better also. Now obviously we're eating here, now people are sitting around, so we're going to engage in something but good talk. Things that become encouraging. It doesn't have to be a formal kind of discussion in deen, but good talk, things that become inspiring, encouraging, something that, even if it is little bit light-hearted in order to, with the object of freshening the mind, but within the limits of shariat and deen. But now that is a minimal time, person is eating during the time, some little bit light-heartedness, whatever the case is, but now then we get back onto what we are supposed to do. We get back onto our work, onto our effort. So, if a person has this concept in his mind, this approach, I need to make the maximum of this Mubarak month. Now, he's made that intention, and now he's making the proportionate effort as well. So now, this is the controlling of the tongue. Equally important, and in fact sometimes even more important too, is the controlling of the eyes. The tongue, the eyes. person makes a firm determination that I am not going to look at anything that is impermissible. I will not cast one wrong glance. Completely determined effort. The eyes are a direct pathway to the heart. And if the eyes are not going to be controlled, then the heart is going to be corrupted. And once the heart is corrupted, and the whole body is going to be corrupted, because the heart is king. So therefore, the protection of the gaze, and the protection of the heart, that a person doesn't engage in, in, in any negative thoughts, haram thoughts. One is waswasa, which comes without any kind of uh, invitation. person is not trying to bring the thought to mind, it just came. So just as it just came, let it just go also. Just came, let it just go. Don't let it stay there. Don't entertain it. Don't give it space. Don't give it some kind of now place to sit in the heart. Just don't even show it the door, but rather show it the outside. That the came and it must be gone. So the keeping the heart safe, keeping the heart clear. With regards to any general evil thoughts, that too we don't entertain, some waswasa came, we just let it go by turning the heart elsewhere. And likewise, we don't entertain any evil thoughts, any wrong thoughts, any ill thoughts about anybody else. We don't even focus towards any other person. So when this will be the case, we will go in this manner, we will conduct our Ramadan in this manner, our heart will be clean. Then now in this clean heart, Allah Ta'ala will fill in and pour in His Mubarak, his, the, the pure love, the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala will pour into this heart. And this heart will become a heart that is very beloved to Allah Ta'ala, will shine to Allah Ta'ala. 
So we look after our tongues very, very well, our eyes and the hearts. Don't entertain thoughts about this person and that person and this person is like this and that person is like that. This is the seed that shaitan plants, the seed of badgumani, harboring ill thoughts. That seed brings out the thorny tree of ribat with the bitter and the poisonous fruit of ribat. So it starts off the seed is badgumani. With badgumani, now the seed has been planted, the seed is going to give rise to some kind of tree or the other. Here the tree is a very thorny tree and its fruit are not just bitter but very poisonous. It can become extremely poisonous and sometimes even fatal. So now the seed of badgumani then leads to the poisonous fruit of ribat. And besides the fruit of ribat, this badgumani also leads to wrong actions. To now trying to harm somebody sometimes. Because of the wrong thought, that ill thought now, now the person is giving expression to that ill thought. Now he's harming somebody, he's hurting somebody. So we keep our hearts clean, totally clean from everyone. We make amends, we have hurt somebody's feelings somehow, we said something out of turn, whatever we did, we go and sort it out. We go and clear it. We go and sort it out, we ask for maaf, even if we are sure that okay, this was his fault, not mine, maybe we are mistaken too. We are sure it's not my fault, but we could be mistaken. Sometimes it's clear cut in our mind, but we didn't really go and get some kind of clarity from a Qazi or somebody. So, it could be that our mistake. And if, perchance, if we accept that we are 100% right, somebody else is wrong, would it diminish anything from us to nevertheless still go and bury the hatchet, go and just make maaf saf and forget about it, what do we lose? Yes, if there's some right of ours, we can ask for the right. But other than that, what do we lose? Nothing. But we gain so much. We gain the love of Allah Ta'ala. We become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. So let us now make this intention, bear this in mind, and we move forward in that direction that we need the Akhirat. We want to acquire the love of Allah Ta'ala. And in this way, we will get the best of dunya and Akhirat. So, Number one was the determination. Number two was the effort. And number three, the dua for this. We cannot acquire this and achieve it on our own. We need to turn to Allah wa Ta'ala. We need to beg His forgiveness. We need to beg His favors. We need to beg Him to grant us this wealth of taqwa. We need to beg Him to give us the tawfiq of amal. We need to beg from Him to give us the consciousness of the Mubarak month of Ramadan. We need to beg from him, cry, beg like little children, how they beg for something from the parent, from whoever. And they persist. They want it, they want it. Nobody will be able to deter them from it. So we keep persisting. Ya Allah, you bless me with this wealth of taqwa. You bless me with all the correct sifat and the proper qualities. Ya Allah, you grant me all the best of dunya and akhirat. Make dua for ourselves, our families, the entire ummah at large. Inshallah, in this way, we will find what a difference this will bring to us and this month of Ramadan will become a launching pad for us to bring our lives in such a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant one and all the tawfiq, grant us such a Ramadan that becomes a true blessing for us, becomes a means of us acquiring this wealth of taqwa and all the good, the great things from Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu.
اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين